know what? It's funny how tech gets so drama-filled, interesting at the same time. I mean, we got companies going after each other for legal disputes with patents, supposedly justified or unjustified, depending on where you lie with it. We also got layoffs, restructuring, new features coming in with social media all over. It's just an interesting thing that's going on. Plus with other sometimes dumb things that happen as well. Uh, layoffs abound. It's just one of those things that's very interesting. It's part of the reason why I talk about tech so much. So just, you know, get a cup of coffee and enjoy it. This is Digital Coffee. Mmm, that's good. Hey guys, welcome. As always, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's get on with what's going on in the tech news. All right, so Qualcomm and Apple aren't really playing nice with each other. You know, Apple is not, well, it's been known to do a lot of patent fights, patent court issues, patent proceedings, patent lawsuits, all the things about patents for a while, and then it stopped doing that. Uh, it was on record that Steve Jobs said that I want to go after Android and I will use every last penny to actually go after it. And they kind of, well, this kind of stopped doing that. And then Qualcomm has been accused of kind of stuffing their patents and not giving a quote-unquote fair compensation, fair dues. Because when you own a patent and people use your, your technology from your patent, you have to pay them dues, whatever they say is right and fair and Apple is saying it's not right it's not fair dues we don't want any of this so they decided to stop paying them and Qualcomm's like all right well I guess I have to go to court for this so Qualcomm is now gonna tell the courts to well to block uh, the product from coming to the United States now this does happen quite a bit uh, a lot of companies do this this is kind of a way of well hurting the bottom line of a company. Uh, Bethesda has been doing it to Oculus Rift. I'm on the fence on that one. And then Qualcomm's doing it to Apple as well. Now, before all the people that love Apple go, oh no, my new iPhone, it's not going to be here. And court proceedings and especially bans on types of products take quite a while to do something. So you may actually not be in the biggest trouble. The biggest problem I see with it is that if they do win, Prices could go up for that. I mean, if Qualcomm wins, prices could go up because of patent dues. If Apple wins, this could be a really big blow for Qualcomm. Now, they're both really big titans in the mobile space. Qualcomm, with its Snapdragon processors, and all its other patents and technology that is based on mobile tech is pretty significant. And do not just hate them just to hate them. They have done a lot of interesting things in the mobile space. The Snapdragon processor is one of the most used processor in Android. Uh, Apple kind of does its own thing, but it doesn't mean that they don't have patents on other types of tech in uh, the mobile space. Now, are they justified for this? Maybe, maybe not. It's really difficult to tell because it's always going to be he said, she said thing, and we're not really in uh, the the courtroom. So we never really know until the end of the case. And even that's kind of like, I don't really know about this. Uh, so there is that. It is a little worrying that this is happening. It does make me kind of question what's going on and why can't they just come to an uh, amicable agreement about these things. But as every business, businesses want to save money and businesses want to make money. 
And so you have two businesses, one that wants to make money off their patents and one that wants to save money on their patents, fighting it out with each other. So I'm, like I said, I'm in the fence on this one because even though I don't like iPhones that much and it's my preference, I don't think they're terrible phones. I just don't like how Apple does its own tech. That's my thing. But anyways, uh, it's going to be an interesting court case if it goes to court. I'm hoping they settle because it's a lot better just to settle, but never really know with these cases. Uh, luckily, now people have been calling Qualcomm a patent troll. I don't actually think they're that because they actually do make tech. They aren't just suing people just to sue people. So that claim is not really true. All right, so moving on to, well, India and Microsoft. So ransomware just exploits are always all around windows it's just a part of how you use windows the reason being is because windows or microsoft own a huge majority of that market it's not even a contest between linux apple and microsoft because linux great for what it is uh isn't really compatible with a lot of different programs and you have to find a ways of actually making it compatible so that's one problem. Then Apple, even though it's popular with more of my generation, and it just it it does a good job of just working. I prefer Windows only because I can build my own machines. Plus, for gaming, there is no contest. Windows is the best spot for it. I'm sorry, my Linux users. I have nothing against Linux. I think Linux is a great operating system. I think it's really difficult for a lot of people, and it can and it can really just shy people away from it. That being said, India's like, well, hey, since Microsoft did this all to us, our exploits, we should be getting a discount. Um, no, India, seriously, if you were running old Windows operating systems, that's on you. Like, this isn't new. Microsoft has communicated well enough that you need to upgrade. And if you don't upgrade, that is your own fault. I get it, exploits do happen, but when you run an old operating system, and I get it, India, a lot of the people are not that well off. They are becoming more affluent, which is great. I don't mind countries kind of rising in their own economic power. However, you you can't just say, oh, how dare you have these exploits and this old operating system that is not patched. We want discounts. No, you could have bought in Windows 7 or Windows 8 and pretty sure it was a Probably a better discount than getting Windows 10. Also, for a lot of consumers, if you had Windows 7 or 8, 8.1, you could already update to Windows 10 for free for quite a while. I think it was about a year that they gave you. So there is that other argument as well. I just really am kind of looking at this as India trying to get some sort of deep discount deal. And I mean, people are going to be like, but it's great when all these, the, with, how it will penetrate the Indian market. Well, it was already for free. So if it didn't happen then, how are deep discounts going to work in general? Just because now people are like, oh, ah, see, there's exploits here that hurt. So I should now upgrade, even though I could have done it for free before, but now I need to do it now. See, that's called being lazy and not proactive. I understand, once again, I understand that it can be really expensive especially in India and the way, you know, the currencies work and exchanges work. It's really expensive in rubies. 
I get that. I completely, un- well, I don't really understand, but I can empathize with that. However, if Microsoft offered the world free Windows 10 and you did not take it, I mean, the only person to really blame is you. That's your responsibility to install it. Your responsibility to figure it out. That's on you. Sorry. I have very little sympathy for that. Especially when you're just trying to get something for cheap. Plus, you can go to King Quinn and then buy like Windows 10 OEM for 30 bucks if you want to. So, like I said, there's really not much of a difference in that one. You can buy it for way cheaper than what it is. I get it. It's expensive. It's not cheap. 130 bucks for Windows 10 is kind of it even hurts over here. It's like, ah, oh, that's really expensive. All right, also moving on to Microsoft, doing a whole bunch of layoffs. Yes, it's restructuring to focus more on cloud-based systems than it has previously. I get it, I understand cloud is more, more of the future than ever before. Uh, the pricing war is going to happen between Google, Microsoft, and Amazon, probably a few others as well. But, uh, it's, it's always sad to see layoffs happen, especially quite a significant number of layoffs happen. So there is that. I mean, the headcount could be anywhere up to 3,000 3, of subsequent layoffs or closer to 5,000. So it's going to be quite significant uh, number of people being gone. And it sucks. I do hope whoever is laid off that they land on their feet smoothly and they find another job that will... Use their abilities and gifts. Uh, not not the animated gifts, but the actual gifts, kind of like gift giving. I know I had to explain it. Sometimes people don't understand, so I'm just making sure that you know what you're doing. But this is just more of a restructuring. I get it. It happens with a lot of companies, especially when big companies get really big and they have to look at their bottom line. It's never an easy thing. I don't care how much you hate the CEO. I don't think a lot of them enjoy this part of it because it's uh, saving your company or making sure everybody's still employed, but still your company goes under. So is that thing, it's an unfortunate part of business, but best of luck to everybody that uh, that got laid off. Wish you well, as always. All right, moving on to Instagram. Okay, so Instagram has launched some... uh, a new way of replying to stories. So before it was usually more text-based that you could reply to stories or just do a giant heart. Now it will allow you to do picture or video replies as kind of a sticker to it so they can see the replies or view a video reply through it as well. So it's gonna be the person saying it with your sticker of whatever story it is and their reply to it. So it's an interesting kind of back and forth that's more in line with what uh, stories is. So there's that. I I have no, nothing against it. I mean, I'm still going to make fun of Facebook because they just copy Snapchat for whatever they do. And fair game for me making fun of them. Yes, I do almost try to get a chance to make fun of them every single time. So here is it. Facebook, how about you, you know, make your own new stuff and stop, you know, stop using our cell phone cameras to figure out our emotions on posts because that's not your property. And someone should probably, you know, sue you for that because you're not allowed to do that without written express you can do this i don't care if it's in your policy you should be actually opting in for that yes someone could sue you for that because you would not win that case at all 
not your property, not, not something you can willy nilly do. You only have an app and the only thing that you can control is the app with side. You don't actually get to control the phone itself. That is the person's property that they bought it for. So legally it's their own property and if you use it against you, well, if you use it, use their cameras against them, it's not right in my book. Plus my other issues with you and uh, Europe and you know, reporting people to the German authorities for the, for them to go to prison because they voiced their opinion about something that they didn't like. And oh, heaven forbid, it, it was a religious um, criticism because religion is not a person, it's an idea. And ideas are allowed to be criticized. But I move on. I, that was just a little, my little ding with Facebook because I always try to get a chance to it. All right, more lawsuits. So... Waymo is basically Alphabet, which which used to be called Google, but they rebranded it to be the parent company's Alphabet, has Waymo, which is more about self-driving cars, and they used to actually have a partnership with Uber, and then they didn't, and so now Waymo's going after Uber, saying that they've violated some of their patents. Now, when their case is, the case is still in preliminary like proceedings, um, but... Waymo, when it first did it, said, hey, there's 100 patents. And then the judge is like, yeah, you need to narrow that down to 10. And then they had to throw out about three or four more patents because they were old, outdated, and didn't really work. And uh, Waymo is accusing Uber of having one of their former employees steal about 14,000 documents of self-driving cars. Now, Uber is going back, and they're going to be deposing uh, uh Larry Page, one of the CEO founders of Google or Alphabet, for this as well. And plus, also legal counsel, or the chief legal counsel as well. They're going to try to depose as well. So this should be interesting to see where this goes with it. Now, I know a lot of people do not like Uber right now. And right or wrong, they still have the case to be won. And they're not always terrible. I mean, I get it. Some things they do is, are bad. But not everything people do or companies do is awful and terrible. Sometimes Google is in the wrong. Kind of looks like Google's in the wrong a little bit here on this one. And you could kind of go back saying, well, Google, you partnered with Apple and then kind of stole their des basic design layouts for your Android operating system, which is pretty fair, to be honest with you. They do look somewhat similar. Now, the similarities are becoming less and less, but still, everybody does this type of thing. Now, once again, patents, I, I'm never really in favor of tech patents, and here's the reason why. It's because tech kind of like really goes really quickly and shifts and changes all the time. And a lot of these patents are very broad in their in the way that they write them to be almost anything, and it just doesn't really work. It kind of just does stifle a lot of innovation. However, that doesn't say I'm against patents in general. I just think there needs to be a different way of doing patents in tech because it just does seem hard. But like I said, I don't think patents as a whole is a bad thing. I think the patent office sometimes just grants patents to people that they shouldn't be granting at all. Especially since it's either usually been made in general and they just didn't know about it. So there are there's just a lot of problems with it. And we just need to get smarter about that. All right, for the people that may be diabetic listen to it there is a my sugar app that's kind of going out or being um exiting the roach which is kind of their parent company in australia um 
to a tune of a hundred million dollars. So they got they raised a whole bunch of money for that. But the great thing about this is kind of checks a glucose level, your sugar level, everything you need to check for diabetics, which is great, especially when it's on mobile because sometimes you just don't have a pen and paper to write down an app that tracks it for you and hopefully does a pretty good job at it is a great sign for that. So I'm all in favor of that. I think that my app sugar looks very interesting. And if you aren't using it, you might want to look into that as well. But mm, let's see, let's see how far it goes and if it goes well or not, because sometimes these have a really strong um, like headway or heading out, and then all of a sudden they lose steam, either because something else comes out or Apple or Google kind of just take a lot of the wind away from them. Kind of like Facebook does to Snapchat. What? Another, you know, dig on them? Yeah, it's going to happen. Moving on to Jawbone. So Jawbone, if you don't know, used to make portable speakers. And then they kind of had, they were, they got into this kind of the wearable uh, industry. And now they're actually getting away from that. One is because it's not really profitable anymore. It's kind of hard to do. We've seen a lot of companies um, get into the wearables and then kind of exit or be bought out because it's pretty cutthroat and there's... A lot of people just don't know if it's really useful to use. Plus, with all the security uh, issues with it as well, it, it's, it sometimes can be difficult for people. Uh, now, I do use a smartwatch. I use a Pebble. I know they're not a company anymore. And I will never buy a Fitbit, but I will buy Pebbles because I still like Pebble. You know, I'm kind of helping Fitbit, but whatever. Um, I'm waiting for another smartwatch. Once my other pebble, because I actually have a second one, goes. But back to Jawbone. So Jawbone is trying to get more into the health startup because it sees kind of more of a feature to that and not in wearables, not in speakers. So they are trying to liquidate all of their actual products and move away from that because they don't really see a feature in it, which I completely understand. I mean, some of the stuff can be difficult. Speakers are kind of a very saturated market. Wearables are saturated enough where people we'll find phone makers actually making them Apple as well. So it's not really easy to get into and you really have to have a really nice looking product that works very well to get into it. So I understand why they would actually move away from this because it's just not uh, useful for them. It has not worked with them for a while. Um, and that's kind of how you have to look at it. Uh, so Hopefully their health hub or Jawbone health hub actually takes off and actually they do have good tech behind it. Don't really know, but they are liquidating all their stuff. So it's they're, you're not going to see Jawbone products anymore unless they figure out a way of actually doing it and making it profitable. I should say you're not going to see Jawbone products for quite a while. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? I don't really know because that's future telling. And I try not to do too much of that because that I could be wrong. I could be way wrong. Way wrong. All right, SoundCloud. Yes, yeah, SoundCloud, which was usually dubbed the YouTube for audio. Well, it's not doing so well, which kind of scratches your head and makes you wonder if it's going to be around for a while. It has cut 173 jobs and closed two offices, one in San Francisco and one in London. Now, I'm saying they're doing this as a cost-cutting effort, which I completely understand because that's what you have to do sometimes. But my fear and worry is that eventually it's not going to be uh, no more. They've had some buyout offers. Uh, Spotify has tried to buy out them and also Twitter, but that just hasn't panned out in general. Um, 
Now, if you don't know, a lot of podcasters actually use SoundCloud, and they do have a pretty good kind of web-embedded uh, player. However, the problem is, is that if they go under it, there you go. That's why I don't actually, they're my preferred site for doing it. I will, I do post stuff on there, but they aren't preferred for me. Usually Lipson or Blueberry, they're actually pretty good. Uh, each of them have different type of pricings, and there's a whole multitude of them. But what I'm saying for podcasters, I would not rely on SoundCloud as your main source of posting your audio files on there because they could go at any time and it doesn't look like they're in the best shape right now. I think SoundCloud is a great platform. It's just the problem is, is that when you look at this stuff, you look at two closing offices, you look at 173 layoffs, which uh, is quite significant for a small company. It does seem to raise a lot of eyebrows and cause for concern because they may not be around for a while. And if you use it specifically for that, well, you may have to offload your data into someplace else, like Lipson, like Blueberry, like Speaker, like a whole bunch of other places, Blog Talk Radio. There's a bunch of places. So have no fear about that because you will land on your feet somewhere on that one. But I want you to be aware. I want also musicians to be aware that this might not be the best one. You might want to look at Spotify or at least diversify. I always say diversify where you're putting it because it helps a whole bunch and make sure that if something goes down, you don't lose all that. It's always good to diversify. Moving on to Snappy Snappy Chat. Now I do have to, I will note that I now do own two shares in Snapchat. I just want to at least be fully disclosed on that one. So you're not thinking, oh, well, you at least know that I may have a little bias, which I really don't. I think Snapchat's a great spot, but I think they have a lot of problems that they need to fix. But they have added you, the ability to add links, voice filters, and backdrops. So they're going, they're hitting hard against Facebook saying, hey, look, you're trying to copy this? Fine, we're going to do this now. Don't try to copy that. And that actually is a pretty smart move. So prior to this, they launched Snap Map, which allowed you to find where people were. Now, I do want to note on this one because people just don't really get Snap Map and they're, it's, they're just not really correlating with it. Yes, it does tell you where your location is. However, it's an opt-in system, meaning that when you actually log in or go into the map, it will ask you if you want to be open to everybody or if you want to be in ghost mode. You have two options with that one. So I'm, I'm kind of getting sick and tired of seeing that. We're like, oh, what, if the, what about the children? The children. You're like, well, first of all, you're the parent. You dictate what they do. Second of all, if you're worried about that, don't buy them a smartphone seriously it's like adults can't figure out how to control their kids or at least monitor their kids so if you allow your kid to have a smartphone go into snapchat itself all you have to do is kind of like zoom out of snapchat will bring up the map say ghost mode and say look it don't ever click on this if i see you and i'll check periodically if i see you do this there'll be you'll be in trouble that's the way of deterring this also, if you're so afraid that he won't, he or she, your kid, will not listen to you, then revoke their privileges on what they use. It's really that simple. There's also other apps that will help you with parental controls. I know Norton actually does it as well. So use one of those things. You got to be smart. You got to be smart parents. You got to almost outthink them and make, make sure that you're in the know about this tech stuff. That's why you should listen to this podcast. I know I just threw it out there. However, 
I do like where they're going with this. Now, that, I was talking about the Snap Map. Now I'm talking about the new features. So the new features are you can add links, which in a business sense, this is actually great because you can say you can kind of showcase well, one of your products and be like, if more information you want to buy this, go here. Also, there's going to be voice filters. You can change your voices. You don't have to use the, um, kind of the, the, the face swap apps or the changing of your face in general. There are also going to be backdrops. So you can put like a hundred, there's an example of like on fire a hundred as well. So there's a lot of interesting things going on with here. There's another one called game over. Like I said, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here. I kind of like where it's going with this. Uh, now, like I said, the paperclip, which is kind of the, the putting a link there is also great for businesses and Snapchat's trying to show that businesses are welcome here and that they can use it and it will actually be a viable source for businesses to actually use. Because previously it's kind of it was kind of hard to actually put links in there, so this just helps a whole bunch. Bunch. Also, it's still in line with their own product design as well. So in general, I think this is a good thing. I think they're on the right path. And I did say a while ago for Snapchat, if you want to beat Facebook, out innovate them because if you keep on making these great things, they have to come back and do something. Now, I know Instagram has made, and I just said this before way for uh, people to reply to it, which is great. That's fine. They actually made your own their own feature that no one else has made that I know of quite yet. But my problem is, is that they're going to try to do something like this because it's Facebook and they're pissed off that they couldn't buy Snapchat. That is one of the reasons why. All right, now moving on to Blue Apron. Now, if you don't know, Blue Apron is a way for people to, you know, do a monthly kind of subscription and then you get food sent to your place and it's kind of like pre-portioned, almost like pre-made, but you still have to cook it a little bit, meals. Now, it's it's been very popular, but they decided to, you know, go public with it. It hasn't been really working too well for them. So their IPO was priced at $10 and there were some kind of uh, worries by investors. Now, I will put a caveat on this. Investors sometimes get a lot of things wrong, especially in tech, which I don't really understand because I've been, I own, I used to own shares in Blue Apron, but I was losing too much money. So I was like, ah, I'm going to sell this off. Um, but things like AMD and other things, I've seen a lot of bad information coming out from analysts. Now, this one may not be bad, be so off because there are a lot of problems that Blue Apron has. Debt, obviously, but that's with every startup. Facebook had debt, Twitter had debt, Snapchat had debt. That's, I don't know why, oh, the debt. I'm like, yes, great, it happens. I mean, no fledgling business is not going to have debt incurred. Uh, the other problem is, is more of the marketing side of it where they're spending a lot of money just to, you know, get customers. And that's probably their biggest hurdle right now um, is that is trying to convert uh, new people into customers. And it's, it's spending a lot more money on marketing to actually do that, which is actually a cause for concern because it takes so much money to get one customer. Just add that up to an exponential one just to get millions and millions of customers. So that's what you usually want. So there are, are problems here, but I do see a feature in actually something like this because it does help. It does help a lot of people just say, hey, I got this pre, pre-planned meal. I can just cook it if it's pretty good. I've heard it's pretty good. And there you go. Now... Like I said, I did own shares in it, so take that with a grain of salt once again. Like I said, I try my best to be as uh, open to you about what I actually invest in so you know that this may be a somewhat biased uh, opinion about it, 
So that's why I do it. I don't do it because I want to, ah, look at me. I'm so awesome. I invest money in tech. No, I just want you to be sure that you know who you're getting your information from and that you know it's true or not. All right. So Amazon is coming out with the Prime Day and it should be interesting. Now, let's hope it's not going to be as bad as the first one, 2015, because it wasn't very good. Now, you're going to have to do your research on this because it's coming up uh, actually this week, this coming up week. So always do your research on that, but also just either get some extensions or anything else, but always do your research on this type of thing. Uh, you never really know what's actually going to come about, but there should be, there can be some great deals through it as well. Um, you're also going to have to you're going to have to plan ahead on a lot of lightning deals because they will go quickly. Um, now you can try to get alerts on watch list things that you're you're looking for, and that's a way to get your lightning deals. If it goes, if it goes, you know, if it goes on a lightning deal. Now be sure you know that there are different knockoffs on Amazon. So Amazon opened it up to other manufacturers, especially in China, and guess what? That happens a lot of more knock off not real true products have come into play which is kind of hurting a lot of businesses in amazon's kind of credibility in general because there's not really a way of deterring it too much and amazon doesn't really have a straight deal for that so always be on the lookout for this also look beyond amazon because usually when there's prime day there's other uh e-commerce sites that are actually trying to beat amazon to the punch as well so look at new egg look at staples Look at walmart.com. Look at all these at the same time if you have the time to do it during the day. I get if you work full time like me, you don't have that time. But the ones that are savvy may have the time to actually do it. Or if you actually work on e-commerce and you have to look on it anyways, hey, you're already there. All right. Now, moving on to more of my takedown of CNN. So hopefully you all know that prior to this week, CNN decided to be dumb and really dumb i mean why do you why do you always take on the president in his tweets just ignore his tweets i don't understand this obsession with the media he tweets out a lot of dumb stuff ignore it you don't have to respond to every single little thing that someone says unless it's kind of funny you really want to do that i do it every once in a while but seriously don't respond sometimes so what president trump did is that he if you don't know he did a gif because i know some people don't like when i say gif but whatever a gif uh, of him at the WWE and the Vince McMahon had the CNN logo over his head and he was smacking him down. It's kind of a play fight. And everybody knows the WWE is fake. Or most people should know. If this is your first time hearing it, well, sorry I burst your bubble, but it's fake. Uh, so CNN got butthurt. And they go, oh no, this is like a violence towards CNN reporters. Not really because it's a logo. If you can actually be violent against a logo, it's a little weird. Plus, CNN, seriously, there have been way more threats of violence towards Trump than there are have been towards you. Uh, the Kathy Griffith, great picture of her holding up his fake uh, decapitated head. Now, she, now, side note, she has every right to do that if it doesn't call to violence. And it's everybody else's right to call her out on it. It's fair. Fair game. You say something, you do something a lot of people don't like. You get the backlash for it. That's fair game. Also, Shakespeare in the Park, where they depicted Julius Caesar, and it was a very grotesque, very intense um, assassination of Trump. Then you also have uh, the mm, crazy person that was a Democrat to decide to shoot up 
only the GOP side. So for violence, your research or even your most up-to-date examples don't compare to it. And you were the one saying just a couple weeks ago, oh, this is indicative of the Democrats or us. We don't really condone that. But then when someone, when the president does a, a gif of beating the crap out of your logo, oh no, violence, help us all. Then the, here's the worst part. You go after the Redditor that did it. And not just that, you spent money. Why don't you spend money on other things? So that's my that's my other problem because it's going to get worse. So they found him supposedly. There are reports saying that's actually not the person that actually did make the, the GIF, but they supposedly had it. Now there've been counterclaims too. He was a minor. He was a minor, but he was a private citizen, in the United States. That's my biggest claim. So they got said, hey, look, you're doing this. You're all bigoted. All this stuff. So CNN came out saying, oh, we found this person. He said he was sorry, but we CNN reserve the right to release his information if he doesn't something we don't like even though you said that we won't actually do it because he's a private citizen so that's coercion that's kind of blackmail and you're being called out on it cnn because of a stupid gif and you're being the morality police you're not the morality police you are a news site that's it you you say the news i don't come to you for the high morality that's not your that's not your job that's not your business your business is to tell me what the news is all about. Usually you're just skewed towards the left, which is stupid in general, because a lot of the stuff that the left does right now is not very smart. And this is just one reason why people don't trust you. You have a PR problem, and you are not actually taking care of it. You are telling people, yes, please don't trust us. I have a problem as a person on the internet of you sourcing my material and saying what is okay to post and what is not okay to post. That is not your job. Your job is not that. I get that there are people at CNN, but that is not your job. You are here to. Re- you are there to report the news. That's it. If you want to be high morality, well, kind of look at what you did in the last election, kind of colluding with one of the president presidential candidates. I mean, you're not. You can't wash your hands from this as well. You're just as bad. So CNN, please stop. Please just stick to news. Don't stick to anything else. Don't go high, all high and mighty because you're not. Stick to the news. And for God's sake, please fire the CEO. He's not doing a very good job. And CNN is crumbling. It, it, for news, the only thing you really have is credibility. Once that credibility is gone, you have nothing. And it's really hard to gain it back. Trust me, as a PR person, marketer, it's really difficult to once you lose it to gain it back. Really difficult. So CNN, you you have got to do a better job. You have got to stop doing this. You are going the wrong direction, and you need to do about face and actually be unbiased because what you just did is very not biased. Is very not biased. Very biased. But as a person on the internet, I mean, I gotta say that was stupid. To you, you goaded the internet saying stop doing this and the internet responded by giving you a whole bunch of gifs gifs whatever about you seriously what are you doing do you know what the internet is it's a bunch of people who want to do their own thing when you tell people that they shouldn't be doing this they will do the thing that you told them not to do i mean how how is this smart like if, 
why would you do this? There is no reason for you to do this. You didn't have to spend time, money. Who cares if they gave, if it was a, a gif? It was a stupid gif. What you should have done is just, you know, went after the president in general and said, like, what about your policies? Why are you doing that? The thing is that you're playing his game, which it, it's not that smart, but he's got you pretty much... He, pretty much has got your number and understands how to play you and he's playing you quite well and you're falling for it every single time stop reading his tweets for god's sakes they are tweets they are not long dissertations about how policy should be made or how president should be they are tweets they're 140 characters why do i know this more than you why do i understand i don't even read his tweets i don't even vote for the guy but seriously, you're making him you're making him look better than you're making yourselves. And you're trying to tell me how terrible he is, and I'm looking at you going, you're actually pretty bad yourselves. Actually, you're you're worse right now. CNN, seriously. Stop. Stick to the news. Stick to what the president is doing and not what he's tweeting. It doesn't matter. I care more about what he's actually going to be doing with his executive orders, executive actions, with his policies, with his laws he's doing. I care far more about that than what he tweets. Who cares? You do apparently, and it's kind of weird. It's a little weird right now. You're losing a whole bunch of people, and people are not tuning in, and maybe you should be, you know, rebranding yourselves. Because they're going to keep on calling you the, the fake news network or the fraud news network, and he's playing, he's playing your game and he's playing it better than you which is kind of funny because you should be playing it better than him because this is what you do but you don't so it's not gonna get any better for you unless you actually fix this fix it now do it now but anyways i digress that is the end of digital coffee hope you guys enjoyed it and always please sure to subscribe to digital coffee on itunes stitcher iHeartRadio. Uh, tune in as well. Also follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and all the others. And as always, I got some great coffee mugs, t-shirts, and a hoodie at my Digital Coffee Podcast store. So pick one up if you like it. I got, for those that don't like gender pronouns, I got identify as a non-binary coffee, so you can piss off your friends. Anyways, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And join me on Monday morning when I go through marketing and morning marketing. All right, guys. Good rest of your week and see you Monday. Later.